Shut up, Simon. Okay. Hey, welcome back, y'all. What is going on? I'm hype, bruh. This episode number five. I got five on it. I don't even know what he said right there. <laughs> but I'm super hype, y'all. We five episodes in. Shit, man. I'm just trying to keep it up as much as y'all trying to keep listening. You feel me? Uh, by the time y'all hear this, though, y'all gonna have already heard this news. But as of yesterday, we live on Apple Podcasts. Okay? So, shit. Check us out. Go wherever you get your shit. I know it's from Apple, though. I can't even say wherever you get your shit, but where I mean, what I mean is if you get your shit from Apple, we there, we live, we legitimate, we is official, bruh. We still in quarantine, though, which sucks. But again, I think there's some end in sight is what it's looking like. I mean, I know even if they don't want to, bruh, they reopening shit down in Georgia, um, Texas, they reopen shit, bruh. And I know they don't want to, but... Shit, there were some people that did, bro. Them crackers, they want that shit. Them crackers trying to work, bro. Let them die, bro. Nah, that was a little harsh. I mean, I ain't say kill them. <laughs> but if they want to go out there, bro, catch the Rona, bro, so be it. That's the plan anyway, right? Population control. Anyway, boy, let me not even get too crazy on this whole. It is episode five, Shut Up, Simon. I'm your host, Simon You. Always a pleasure. What is going on, y'all? Uh, we got merch popping. Not yet, but we got that coming up. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, like I was saying earlier. What else I got on the announcement list? Like, this is the church. I'm finna take y'all niggas to church today. Announcements, we ain't really got none. <laughs> but it is what it is. I'm hyped to be here. As, I mean, I'm it's, I'm in my room, bro. <laughs> Let me not even front like I'm somewhere. I'm in my goddamn room in New York City. I want everybody to know it ain't really like the epicenter, or it don't really look like the epicenter right now. You know what I'm saying? It don't look like Armageddon, and it don't look like the apocalypse. We've been out here chilling, bro. I know me and the ones I'm closest to, the people who I speak to frequently, people who I follow on Instagram, because that's how we get our information anyway. Bruh, everybody chilling. I went to the park the other day. It was nice. Niggas was at the park too. <laughs> so shit. I know everybody talking about stay at home. People just mean don't go nowhere other than being outside. Because can't nobody just not be outside. Just stay in the house. And the cool thing about New York, bruh, is they got rooftops that you could just be on top of cool. And you don't even really got to expose yourself to the actual streets. There's one park near the crib that's open. And when I say open, it, it ain't really open. Only the places that they couldn't gate up is open. Uh, the basketball courts are closed. And then they actually went as far as took it, taking the uh, rims off the fucking backboards. Because they ain't even really, even really put no gates up, bro. They put goddamn, like, that orange mesh <laughs> that you could just goddamn put up to keep a dog out. But ain't nobody, wouldn't, wouldn't nobody abide by that shit. If they would have kept their nets up. Even, I mean, if they would have kept the rims up. Because that's what they took off was the goddamn rims. It's just backboards up. And I really hope they put them back when this shit's all over. I really do. Shut up, Simon! 
But um, yesterday, man, I was goddamn going through some old journals and shit because I was trying to piece together the past few years of my life. Bro, you ever look up and just be like, where the fuck have I been for the past few years? <laughs> Sometimes you be so in the damn moment, bro, that you don't even realize just where the fuck you been the last few years. Which I ain't saying is a bad thing, but I ain't saying that that's the best thing either. But I took a day yesterday to kind of just see what the fuck has been going on. Going through old journals, seeing where I was, seeing where I've been. See how I got to New York. Because I done been in New York, I realized yesterday, I done been in Brooklyn specifically for two years. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that shit went by quick as fuck. And I was like, when did I even get here? (laughs) Because New York City was never even in my plan to, you know, end up. Uh, I moved to New York City for show, for show. Uh, at the end of 2017, when I had got back from Thailand and shit. But before that, I was living in Houston for since I had graduated college and shit. I was living in Houston working and then up and left that job and had to figure out where I'm going to go next. And after just like driving around for a little bit, kind of just going about the country, I was like, um, I wanted to get to Philly. That's where my I wanted to go. My brothers was in I had two brothers in Philly. My dad lived in Virginia. It was like a nice little it was cool, but the times I had went went up to Philly, I enjoyed it every single time, bro. Like it it gave me that like city vibe. But like I ain't it wasn't New York City though cuz New York City could be a lot. I had I went to school upstate New York. So like in the summers and shit, I would intern in New York City, so I got my little taste of what it would be like to live there early on in the game so i wasn't just going in blind and i had a lot of homies up north again bro i was not even trying to be in new york but for real sometimes you just got to go with the flow of shit and i wanted to get to philly after i left houston and i was kind of chilling at my dad's in virginia for a little bit and chilling at my other homies who was living at in virginia near dc but my dad was staying like out in the sticks like farmland virginia which was cool, which was cool to be out of trying to figure out. That's the best place to be if you're trying to figure out, you know, your next move and shit. You got a little bitty house out there. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And then a homie of mine from Cuse hits me up. And it's like, hey, they interviewing for a job at, at the time she was working at MTV. She was working at VH1, but MTV's in the same building. Actually, I don't even know if I can say that, bro. It's a podcast, and it's early on. I'm going to just hope don't nobody listen. <laughs> but the details make the story, bro. You know what I'm saying? I can't just be no bitch-ass nigga to be leaving out the details for the sake of somebody else's job. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. That's pretty selfish. <laughs> But but um, she was like they they interviewing for an assistant position and I ain't never been no assistant but I was like shit a nigga need the job because <laughs> I wasn't making no bread so go up there for the interview get the shit just off the strength of like my homie was working there and my homie was like pretty re- well liked in the company and shit and shit bro they they was fucking with a nigga when it comes to interviews and shit I can charm and swindle my way into some employment you feel me. <laughs> I got that job. I was working there, and that was the first time I had low-key moved to New York, and I was living in Harlem, and I was living with um, this random girl that I met on the internet, <laughs> but was cool, you know what I'm saying? In New York, that's the crazy part about New York, bro. It's like your dead ass just live with strangers, other than college. 
But in college, you don't really have no choice. And in New York, you got a choice for sure. Let me not even say you don't got no choice either. But shit, as expensive as rent is in this hole, you really ain't got no goddamn choice for real unless you making shit millions of dollars, goddamn. Only people I know living by themselves, bro, making millions. Let me not even flex. But the niggas who I do know living by themselves work long hours at their job or they just shit pay, bro. Them niggas rich. <laughs> they hundred thousand there. I know that. Every housing situation that I've experienced in New York has been with strangers. That's one of the things about just being in a place like New York. It's just like, you'll dead ass try just to live here. You'll you'll just live with people you've never even met. Don't even know who the fuck they are. But there's one girl that I met on the internet. She was looking for a roommate. Bro, when I tell y'all this room was so goddamn small, bro. Thinking about it right now, I'm insulted at just how much money I was spending. Goddamn on that room it wasn't even a whole apartment it was a tiny ass room when i first moved in it was a goddamn bunk bed in that hole so you know it was a twin size mattress and it wasn't even no bunk bed like it was a bottom bunk it was just like one of them top bunk shits and then you put up like a desk or some shit underneath and that's how tiny the room was niggas had to like go up <laughs> had to like build up in that hole I lived there for maybe like a few months because I ain't last too long at that job, bro. Like I said, I had never been an assistant. And I don't know if y'all ever been an assistant, bro, but that shit hard. And you have to help somebody maintain the order and the structure that they've implemented in their own life. So <laughs> I was doing shit I had never done before, like keeping a calendar. And not only was I having to keep this person's calendar that i worked for but i had to keep a calendar <laughs> for my own damn self and it was my first time ever keeping a fucking calendar so needless to say that job was fired but i got fired from that just because i wasn't good man i just wasn't a good assistant you just have to pay attention to such detail in other people's lives that you don't even pay attention in your own damn life so i didn't last long at that job i left new york for a little bit and i went out to thailand which i'll talk about on another episode and when I was in Thailand, I was trying to decide if I was going to go to New York or would go back to Atlanta. I wrote a whole pro and con sheet out. And on both fucking things, <laughs> there was just as many pros and just as many cons under New York City and Atlanta. So ultimately, bro, I just picked New York City because I just felt like I had more creative resources here. And not to say that there aren't any creative resources in Atlanta, but I went to school not too far from here. A lot of my homies who I went to school with had posted up here was and was working, bro. They had money, you know what I'm saying? Like, And your homies, bro, they'll goddamn fuck with you on some if you broke type of shit and you need a hand quicker than your family will, honestly. So I was goddamn, I was out sad and I was crashing on my homie's couch in Harlem again, bro. I was like, I'm going to stay in Harlem. And I was shitting on Brooklyn the whole time. But this is when I was like decided I was going to live in New York. So I was trying to figure out, all right, I need my own spot to live. So when I started researching and shit, Brooklyn was the cheaper borough. Like shit was expensive as fuck, <laughs> expensive as fucking Harlem. Because what people don't know, bro, is Harlem is just an extension of Manhattan, which is just downtown New York City. And that shit, bro, I ain't had a bread for that. So after about three months on my homie's couch and shit, I'm, I picked up another job. I'm working at the coffee shop. After about three months... My niggas put me out. They was like, bro, they sat me down. And they ain't really put me out, but they were just like, all right, bro, you got to figure out what you're doing and shit. Because sometimes, bro, niggas compete when you ain't really trying to make no moves like that. But you really making moves. I just wasn't really looking that hard for a place to live. But I was, I was, you know what I'm saying, doing my thing in New York trying to 
establish my network so that I could make some money and shit. I was, you know what I'm saying? I had got comfortable. I ain't going to lie. And they was and they was my homies and shit, so they wasn't really tripping until they was, bro. And I appreciate them for tripping, bro, because like it just came down to some shit, like, bro, what is you what you doing? And this is when I moved to Brooklyn about two years ago. My niggas put me off their couch, had to get my shit right. And at first, bro, I didn't want to move to Brooklyn, bro. I used to shit on Brooklyn, bro. I used to shit on Brooklyn for real, cause first off, bro, New York City. When you first get here, there's three things you notice, bro. First thing you notice is that it stank. Second thing you notice is that it's dirty as fuck and that it's hella people. I don't understand why it is so dirty here. Because I done been to other places where there's just as many people and not enough space. And it ain't dirty like this, bro. It's filthy here. But I feel like that, like that's what they, they kind of like embrace that shit. Here from New Yorkers, bro, they, that's part of the whole grime and shit. That's part of the whole like feng shui of the shit you know what i'm saying you just <laughs> live amongst this filth because that shit hardens you up and i ain't saying that every other city is super clean bro other cities be dirty too like atlanta all the streets and shit ain't clean but the dirty be like dirt like nigga dirt from the ground <laughs> that shit don't be just like trash Trash and just fucking, bro. It be everything out here in the streets of New York. Trash, newspaper, cups, goddamn, like litter. But then it be like pacifiers and shoes and goddamn kitchen appliances just piled up in the streets. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. This shit is really crazy. And I thought that it would be just so much worse in Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that shit, and I and because they was telling me all the nightmares about the gentrifying white posts that was moving that was uh moving out there and taking over and shit, and I felt like Harlem was where my people was, and I was trying to be with my people. You feel me? Black people. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, man, I ain't trying to move to Brooklyn and shit. But I go out there and I start looking at cribs, and it just came down to what I, what I can afford, and I can only afford to move out to Brooklyn and shit. So shit. I moved to Brooklyn, and that's when I was kind of just like settling in, like, okay, bet, I'm officially living in New York. And as a Southerner in New York, I've noticed just so much different shit. Just so much different shit, but so much shit is the same. Nah, that's a lot. <laughs> so much different shit, but there are just a few shits that's the same. And it's not all bad. Everything about this place is not all bad. It's the reason why I'm still here. This place, bro, first off, it's aggressive. It's very aggressive. Everybody here is aggressive. The men, the women, the children, everybody is aggressive. They will be the old lady's ass real quick. And at first, it kind of throws you off. Because I'm from the South. Again, bro, I'm used to that, like, Southern hospitality shit. Everybody nice. Everybody kind of fucking just waving, saying how you doing, asking, asking you how your day going. Or not even... Asking you how your day going. But they just repeating the same shit that you say back to them. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> right, it's just so funny how niggas just greet each other. With the same damn questions. But everybody kind of nice and shit. But then when I was here, and niggas ain't nice. Like, at all, bro. Like, you'll catch eyes with somebody. <laughs> I done caught eyes with a nigga on the train. And this time it was a woman. When I say nigga, I'm talking about this lady, bro. This fucking just like older, butched out kind of just like lesbian woman. I mean, I ain't gonna say she was lesbian because I ain't, I don't know. <laughs> but she was butched the fuck out. And 
I don't even know if that's appropriate to say a bushed out woman. I don't give a fuck, honestly. But y'all get what I'm saying. And we locked eyes, and I'm thinking, like, she friendly, and I kind of give her a little head nod and a smile. You know, just regular human interaction type shit. And she said, yo, what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> she said, motherfucker, I'll slap you if you keep looking at me. And I just kind of was like, oh, shit. I kind I just made it look like she wasn't even talking to me. <laughs> like, it wasn't even me that did that to her. Because <laughs> we was on the train, bro. I was just like, bro, I ain't even about to entertain this shit like people are just aggressive as fuck kids will do the same shit bro kids don't give a fuck about old people old people don't give a fuck about kids bro it's just a very aggressive place but that shit will help you out though that shit will make you more aggressive bro when i got here bro just being a nigga from atlanta just being as southern as i was you just want to stop for everybody that want to stop you and talk to you and ask you for help and shit or just give everybody some change if you got it and shit and it's here you'll learn real quick bro not to fucking waste any time talking to anybody one time <laughs> i gave a nigga a dollar bro homeless man just walked up to me i already knew what was up bro. i just gave him a dollar Next thing I know, bro, this nigga is following me. <laughs> following me, harassing me. Almost goddamn turned into a robbery. Because <laughs> I ain't want to just turn up on a nigga. Bro, quit, the, quit, quit fucking following me, nigga. Why beat your ass? Because honestly, bro, these niggas in New York, bro, you never know. These crazy motherfuckers, bro. These folks is crazy. It ain't like in Atlanta or like, you know what I'm saying, most places I've been, crackheads, they tiny and they like, they fragile and you could take them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But here, bro, these niggas be large and swole and aggressive, and you just don't know, bro, and tall. And I ain't no tall nigga, bro. <laughs> you just never know. Niggas here is crazy. I done seen it go down. And you just like, no way he's about to just body slam this fragile old woman. <laughs> Shut up, Simon. But I'm telling you, though, that aggression, that, that, that shell that it creates, I'm appreciative of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I got here, I had a soul and, you know, some level of humanity. And now, bro, I got them <laughs> kick a nigga off the train if he having a seizure just because I'm going to be late, bro. <laughs> that's a, And everybody on that train will goddamn help me out, too, bro. And that's how it is. That's how cold it is in this hole. But you appreciate that, though. And not pe And people aren't cold when they know you. I don't want it to get mistaken that, like, everybody in New York is just kind of, like, fucked up and mean and just cold-blooded and ruthless. Most of them are, bro. <laughs> but when you get to know a few of them, they kind and they generous and they just like, you know what I'm saying, your favorite auntie. They considerate, they thoughtful, and they not all just, like, you know, they, they crazy, bro. <laughs> but they not all just, like. Out to just beat your ass. I do get love here though for the accent. Niggas fuck with the accent here, bro. Especially the especially the uh the black folks and the Puerto Ricans, bro. White people don't too much get it, bro. They don't really be even understanding what niggas be saying. You gotta put on your sorry sorry to bother you, um voice on. My people though, bro, they love it up here. They love the accent up here. But I be trying to explain to them that there's cause they be like, oh, you don't sound like you from Atlanta. People who've never been to Atlanta have never heard people from Atlanta. But they always assume people who from the South sound the same. And I be trying to explain, but there's two types of country people, bro. Like, there's types of country accents. Like, there's, like, your hillbilly form of, like, well, I'll be, I'll be a baby's toenail. 
I be what in tarnation <laughs> like there's there's that shit and I know people who talk like that and that shit you know what I'm saying is not exclusive to any sort any uh specific southern person like it's not like I, you'll meet black people that sound like that you'll meet white people that sound like that and with the other accent too same shit it's just like how I sound like how I sound or even worse like if you go down to Atlanta for real or talk to a nigga from Atlanta who just got who just left from that hoe, bro? Nigga was straight up. You know what I mean? It's a whole different type of dialect. You feel me? I'm gonna give y'all niggas a little taste of that shit right now. You feel me? But even I don't really have it that strong. <laughs> Again, that's the same shit too. You'll meet black people like that who sound like that. You'll meet white people who sound like that. But really, fuck you up, bro. Is when you meet the Asians who sound like that, bro. <laughs> when Bruce Lee sound like goddamn Ti, nigga. <laughs> That shit'll fuck you up, I promise you. But that shit cool though. That's I mean, that's 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 like when people be like, New York City's a melting pot, and we appreciate the diversity that exists here. The same diversity I appreciate when I go down to Atlanta, or just Houston, even or Memphis. When I spend some time in Memphis, bro, and Nashville, and all that shit. Same shit. But now you know I'm stuck with just like having to balance this aggressive attitude this aggressive like shell that new york is built with the inner uh southern hospitality like that inner uh southern nice nigga that exists but i you know i got a nice little balance now i feel like i got the per- not it ain't perfect it's a really nice balance of the two it's kind of like you know if i catch a nigga staring at me i'm doing the same thing that that lady did to me on the train like motherfucker what you looking at nigga i slap the shit out your ass you keep looking at me but at the same time all right, nigga, you have a good-ass day, nigga. They are kind of, you know, lenient on the white folks here. And when I say lenient, all I'm saying is, like, they get... When I say cracker here, bro, the black people, they get more shocked than the white people. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's just kind of like they don't have that, you know, that enriched beef. That, like, 450-year beef between them up here. Because, like, anywhere else I go, bro, it's just it's like, you know what I'm saying? Cracker is a very accepted term. But I think I'm going to get, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to normalize it up here, bro. But I love it here, though. I don't want this whole podcast to sound like I'm just completely shitting all over New York City. Because there's a reason why I'm still here. A lot of magic happens here. You know, the energy here is majestic. The energy here is full. It's full, man. You can literally come here with aspirations to do anything. Or you can come here with no plan at all. And just figure it out. There's something for everybody here. I'll say that. I found purpose here, bro. I found my purpose here. I, I discovered stand-up comedy here. And it wasn't like I didn't know what the fuck stand-up comedy was before I got here. But I never thought I'd be a stand-up comedian. But here we are. I mean, we ain't here on the stage and, <laughs> and I'm doing stand-up comedy. But as of now, bro, I'm a stand-up comedian performing in New York City, bro. And that's a dream come true for anybody. And that shit only happens in New York, motherfucker. <laughs> Dreams come true like a motherfucker. I I ran into Andre 3000 just on the street. Just ran into the nigga. And this man is, is a goddamn Sasquatch. Nobody ever knows where he is. And I just ran into him in Chinatown. He was just eating a slice of pizza. I'm walking through with my girl. We just run into him. And I'm like, that nigga look like Andre 3000. Wait a minute. That is that nigga. <laughs> Bruh, I was floored. It was like seeing a goddamn ghost. But shit like that only happens in New York City, bro. I'm telling you. It's a magical place, bro. But it ain't for everybody. I guarantee you, it ain't for everybody. And sometimes people have their asses here a little too long. 
It's a place where you can get easily fooled by people and by yourself. It always looks like you're doing something when you just exist in here in New York City. But a lot of people fall into the trap of just doing nothing, <laughs> thinking they're doing something just because they here. But it's something for everybody here, though. All that to say, bro, if you're thinking about coming, do not, though. There's already enough people here. Okay? <laughs> Anyways, bro, I ain't going to take up too much more of y'all time. This is probably about the longest episode we done had. So, shit, okay, like I said, bro, they going to gain a little traction and the, and the flow is going to get a little better, man. We five deep in this bitch. Per usual, y'all, I love y'all. I appreciate every single one of y'all for pulling up. I'm Simon You. Y'all can follow me on the gram, Twitter, all that shit. Simon You Funny. And shit, that's it, bro. Holla at y'all the next time. Peace. Shut up, Simon! Simon.